Hey, Dem fans, this is your host, Jake Sherbing, and this is the first of many episodes from Granite City Wogfest, uh, hosted by Brian and Tom Chatfield, who is a friend of the show as well as a regular on the show. Um, in this episode, this is kind of the main episode. This is the episode where we do lots of different interviews. Uh, I was joined today by regular of the show, Brandon Klein, and Romero Green, also regular of the show, gets to join us later. Then in this episode, we do a lot of different interviews with... Um, different guests, different uh, players in WOGFest, and all the different staff. In the first interview, we have Tom and Brian. They're both hosts of WOGFest, so they're going to take us through what Warhammer 40K is like, what the the start of WOGFest, and how, it got, how they got it running. Then we get to talk to Alex Hunt, professional painter. He tells us a little bit about Warhammer, what it's like to paint for Warhammer, and his criteria for judging the show. And then we get to talk to Tom again with Michael, who are both staff of the tournament. And then we finish the interview with Gabe, one of the players in this tournament. I just want to say for everybody who's new to the show, thanks for checking us out. For everyone who talked to us at WalkFest, it was such a delight to talk to everybody, get to learn about this new game that I'm very much new to. So thank you, everyone. All right, let's cue the music. Hello, welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash, Ketcher, Pikachu, we don't evolve, we just level up. And we're doing something a little bit new today. We uh, This is my first ever live events recording, and we are here at a Warhammer tournament. I, I forget the, na- the title of the actual tournament, if you guys want to help me out. Sure, the title of the tournament is Wafest. Wa is war in Orcish. Nice. All right, and that is Tom Chatfield. You guys all know Tom Chatfield for the many episodes. So we have guests here today. We have Brandon Klein. We have Thomas Chatfield and Brian... Brian Beckel. Brian Beckel. Beckel. All right. So you guys want to tell me a little bit about this tournament? So Wogfest started in 2011. Four of us took a road trip down to Alabama for a beer and pretzels tournament no crazy players and on our way down the northern half of the state got hit with tornadoes and knocked out all the power and coincidentally the name of the event was the calm before the storm (laughs) (laughs) it's very ironic i love it and this guy called us up and said you know we had a problem there if you guys still want to come that's fine we'll host the tournament at his house uh-huh. Turns out this was a DUI lawyer living on the side of a mountain. Oh. And we roll into this guy's property, and I think there were 16 of us there for the full weekend. You slept wherever you could find space. I know I mm-hmm. spent at least one night in the van. Nice. <laughs> um, we had to make a beer run every single day because we kept running out by noon. Makes sense. It was an amazing tournament, playing 40K outdoors on the side of a mountain. That's cool. Wait, what, uh, what state was this? Alabama. Alabama. Yep. So that was 2010 is when that happened, and then our event started in 2011. Nice. So everything we learned from those guys, my friend Randy, he started the first event. Yeah. And we were in the basement of a local establishment that's since shut down. McCann's. McCann's. And then we were there for three, four years, and then we moved over to the Moose because of a larger venue, and we've been here ever since. What, what year did you guys start Wafest then? 2011 was the first one. The, okay, that was the first one in Alabama. 2011. 
2011 was the first one here. Alabama okay. was 2010. 2010. Awesome. So, all right, Tom, I know you explained Warhammer a little bit in previous episodes, but do you want to re, well, re-teach me and then our listeners as well? So, uh, 40K, if anybody that doesn't know, it's a tabletop war game. So basically, what that means is it's a bunch of grown men playing with uh, plastic army men. Yep. Plastic tanks and stuff like that and monsters. Um, but you play on a board that's roughly about four foot by six foot. And it's kind of like 3D really complicated chess mm-hmm. with a bunch of rules. Um, so everything that you do is determined by the actual measurement on the table. So you got tape measures and you're measuring distances that your guns can shoot. Um, everything is rolled on six-sided dice. So everything, we have big 300-page rule books yeah. that, you know, everything that you do, whether it's shooting or, you know, seeing if your armor saves you or not, um, it's all determined by six-sided dice. Interesting, okay. So generally, like, most things will be like, I hit you on a three-plus, so that means on a, when I roll that one dice on a three, four, five, or six, I successfully shoot you with my gun. Okay. Type of, that's basically, like, in the nutshell, like, what 40K is. Um, beyond that, it's it's grown to something that's just ridiculously big. They also have like massive lore behind the game. Yep. So like I think we're I talking, remember the orc army. Yeah, yeah, the orc army story. But there's like three or four hundred novels. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do fluff and history. They have like thirty, like twenty thousand years of history for this time yeah. setting. They oh, have- and I should say too, it's um it's a sci-fi setting based in the 41st millennia, so that's why it's called Warhammer 40K. That makes sense. They do have a movie out, right? Uh, that was coming, when coming out. Yeah, there is a Amazon show coming out yeah. with Henry, Henry Henry Cavill yeah. is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I think there was one other movie. I, I was trying to do a little bit of homework beforehand, so I saw there was like one straight-to-DVD movie that came out. Oh, Ultra, Ultramarines? Yeah. I th- yeah, that one. We don't talk about that <laughs> oh. one. Well, it, how come? It was, oh, God. It was <laughs> just absolute horseshit. That's okay. why. We can just leave it at that yep. if you want to. Yeah, nobody nobody spend their money and watch Ultramarine. So the movie that no one speaks about. Yep, yep. It never happened. It's like, it's like Voldemort, yeah. you know. <laughs> you can find it on YouTube. Oh, yeah, at you probably time, could. It was like a 500-point army, which is really low points for this game. We okay. play with 2,000 points. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, but, yeah, um touching on what Brian said so like you can build your lists however you want so you can yep. build your army your your way um, like you know a big tank is going to cost you you know two or three hundred points where a five-man squad might cost you a hundred points so yep. depending on like what strategy you want to take and like what you kind of think is cool you can fit that into a like 1500 or 2000 point total game okay so you just have to make Make your list within that um, rules with the rule set, and then just stay under that point nice. limit. Uh, what different types of armies are there? I was looking up beforehand, but if you can just okay. explain like the main. So ones. the main, the big, the, probably the biggest one is going to be the Imperium of Man. Okay. Um, so that's your human faction. The, their poster boy and G- Game of Workshops poster boy is the Space Marines. Yep. So they're the nine foot tall, like Spartan esque, like big nice. super soldiers, yep. or whatever, and like with, with power armor, right? Ah. So. Generation yeah. shields. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like shields and yeah, everything like that. Nice. So, okay. um, there's the Imperial Guard, which is just like, or basic guys like you and me, but give them a las can- a las gun, mm-hmm. a laser yeah. so you know, a laser <laughs> gun, and you put ten thousand of them in, ten thousand out in the field, and then you just you know, Wait, kill it by kill yeah. by numbers. Yeah. Question: If you have that army, do you have to have that much out? You so, the points the points are actually balanced okay. too. So like. A squad of ten Imperial Guardsmen cost 
much less than a squad of 10 Space Marines. Oh, gotcha. So, like, because, like, their stats in the game are significantly better. So yeah. they, they try to reflect that in the lore. Yeah. That in the game, they try to make units that are better. Gotcha. Actually worth more points. So you, so can, you can't take as many. Of so the game itself is very balanced. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, 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 okay. they try to be, yeah. but yeah. there's a there's a massive power creep constantly. That you know, a new book comes out, yeah. everyone starts playing that army, um, that sort of thing like that. So yeah. So it's not balanced, which is why you guys have this tournament to have a more relaxed. Fun. Yes. Yeah, we try to we try to take the meta and throw it on its head a little bit, and then just we make our own custom rules for this, and you know. The bar opens at nine, so you know you can tell what kind of <laughs> tournament this is. They had two drinks already. Uh -oh. We're good to go. Okay, good. We're still recording. I saw a screen. <laughs> everything flash. everything went black for a second. It kind of scared me. Yeah, we almost blue screened of death. <laughs> but we're good to go. I guess uh, it just goes black even if you uh, even if we're still recording. Uh, so yeah, if you wanted to talk more about the, you said the other armies, right? You were asking yeah. about. Um, so basically, take all the fantasy races and just make them a space version of them. So you sense. have space yeah. orcs. <laughs> you know they're called the Eldari. You have yep. space or no space, space orcs. Yeah, space. Orcs. Yep, um, orcs. There's Eldar, which are the elves. There are Tyranids. Yep, nice. which again Jake hasn't seen. Mm -mm. Because he's a loser. I I got it, but I didn't watch it. I forgot all about it. Terrible movie. It's awesome. you got to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Ter terribly bad. Okay. But then they have, like, uh, like undead Terminators, they look. They're just, like, metallic skeletons called the Necrons. Oh, that's, um, that's what I got. There's, there's chaos demons that literally come from the other side of reality and rip into real space. Um, there's Chaos Space Marines, which are just the Marines, Space Marines that turn to the Chaos Gods. Okay. Um, you've got Tau. Tau, which are... Anime army. Yeah, yep. yeah they're the they're anime Weebu are. Yeah, they're basically Gundam army. They're, uh, they're blue fish communists. They, they believe in something called the greater good, and so they try to, like, bring everybody into their communist collective. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, if you toe the line, otherwise you get shot with a plasma gun. Yeah, <laughs> Interesting. So where's the, what's the landscape? Because I'm seeing all these boards, and they're all very unique and very creatively made. Yeah, so um, in the actual lore and everything like that, um, the Imperium of Man itself has over a million planets okay. in, the, in the Milky Way galaxy. So it takes place in our galaxy, but it's expanding across the whole Milky Way, yeah. right? But yeah, so that's why literally you can make any board. There's... A million different planets, so there's yeah. going to be a million different layouts and terrain, and so that's why you can kind of just take liberties with this nice. and make your, you know, the candy a, board, candy planet. You know, maybe in the warp somewhere <laughs> there's, you know, hey, if there was a candy planet, the Imperium would fight on it. Yep, we would. <laughs> yeah, we like things different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we like to make stuff fun too. Like again, we don't take ourselves very seriously, so that's why when you look out there, we see a Candyland board, a aquarium. an aquarium. I don't know. Did I see the aquarium? Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. We have ones that look actual cool, and other ones are the, just, the just quarries, and giggles. The, uh, the one that's in front of us, I'm trying to think what you... Citadel. We've got the open pit mine over here. Oh, yep. That reminds me of Fallout. I'm just thinking I'm going to get killed by Death Claws. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Good point. Years ago, Funko Pop made a Funko Pop Space Marine, so we cast multiples of them. Oh, we were looking at that one. cardboard drop pods yeah. and tanks. 
and so now we have a Funko board. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Is that Funko Planet or like Funko Universe? I don't know. Whatever you, whatever you want to play it as. It's just got giant Funko Pop Marines. <laughs> like, you guys are the creators. What's, what's the lore here? I've seen a bunch of skulls, too. Yep, we have a skull board. Nice. All right, Brandon, do you have any, more que- do you have any questions? Some of the previous year's themes. Oh, oh yeah, let's do it. Uh, this year's yeah, theme. Talk about this year's yeah, theme. talk about this year's theme. So when this tournament started, we didn't really have a theme. We went with just a bunch of random missions that were pulled from pop culture. Yep. Uh, like one of the earliers, one mission was called All Base R Us. If you look it up, you'll find out the pop culture history behind it. Okay. And then about year three, we started doing themes for all three missions. So we've done the zombie apocalypse. We've mm-hmm. done Dr. Seuss. Last year, we did Clue the board game. Nice. This year's theme is Squid Games. Yeah. We did... Um, Monty Python. We did Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Deadpool. We did Deadpool. <laughs> Infinity War. We also did um, Mad Max Fury Wog. Nice. <laughs> Which that, is awesome. That you got to tell the story about the spray paint. That was the first year where we had a lot of heavy staff interactions and punch cards. So ever since that year, we've incorporated punch cards, which is a one-time-per-day ability. You scream out whatever the slogan is, a staff will punch, and then you use the ability immediately. The year we did Fury Wog, we had a bunch of cake sprays. So if you remember the movie... Whenever somebody did something crazy and suicidal, they would get chrome spray paint all over their mouth and face. Mm-hmm. So we did the same thing with cake spray. <laughs> that was an amazing nice. year. And ever since then, we've incorporated some aspect of that. Nice. Players really got into that. All so, right, what's what's this year's like crazy uh, silver spray paint? Give me them teeth. So in Squid Games, mm-hmm. cash-strapped players are looking for money. They're in debt to the mob, banks whatever it may be they need money so they join this tournament where they're playing for cash well in the 40k universe orcs don't have money their currency is teeth so we have a bucket of teeth up at the front table that players will be playing for (laughs) (laughs) I I love it so I will will say it was actually kind of really really, um, scary walking in just because like I didn't know if there were statues or what was happening. I'm like, well, I saw the hand and like one ring finger. I saw the ring on it. I was like, okay, these are actually people, and I could see slowly see the hand moving. I'm like, this is kind of freaky. And I'm like, oh, Squid Games. All right. This is our first year LARPing. Yeah. <laughs> and it lends itself with this theme this year. Yeah. Oh, very much so. And there is a guard that's going through uh, each of the tables. What What's his goal? What's his What's his role? What's his job? Guard. To shoot Guard. cheaters? Yes, yeah, shoot cheaters. <laughs> Anybody who loses dies. And then yeah, yeah. When, when you lose the game, you got to shoot them in the head, right? Playing <laughs> <laughs> for stakes. Yeah, we, we play for real here. <laughs> but it's just for fun. It's just for fun. Yeah, <laughs> totally casual. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> how, how long does a game of Warhammer take? Like, how long? Our tournament games are two and a half hours each. At the end of two and a half hours, we will stop the match because there's a schedule that we have to keep to. Yep. They can last a long time. Okay. So each game is two and a half hours. We will have an hour for lunch. Nice. And this year we're introducing something new as well. Uh, a lot of times, you, you can watch YouTube videos on this, when a gamer is just a piss-poor sportsman, 
and they lose a game terribly, they will rage quit and flip the table. Yeah. So we're going to have a table flipping contest out in the parking lot. Nah. <laughs> Wait, when is this? Over lunch. Over lunch? Yeah. Can we uh, participate in this? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Sweet. <laughs> yeah, we haven't figured out how we're going to judge it yet. Probably on finesse and distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Cool. Style points yeah, too. Right. Style yeah. points. Thank you. Nice. Cool. That's the number one rule, right? Are you, gonna, are you gonna have judges too? The staff will be out there with drinks. On the Maybe staff. you guys can be honorary guest judges. I would love to do that. Yeah. And we'll do it. I have no idea how we would re like record the pod <laughs> commentators. <laughs> and a distance of three feet, but the style points is really, really up there. We give it a good eight out of a ten. That's why we need cameras, Jake. I'm telling you. Ah, yeah. I know. Yeah, dude, where is that now? Come on, I, th I thought we were gonna start like videotaping these things too. You know, that was that was the plan, and then you know, all my health stuff happened. Next, when you don't time. when you don't have three months of income, it's really hard to buy things. Yep. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> well, uh, I don't have any more questions. I kind of ran out. Uh, Brandon. I'm sure more things will come up during the day. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming in the beginning. All right. I appreciate you uh, coming to our tournament, Jake. Um, yeah, this is fun. Thank you for having us. Yes. Very All exciting. Right. All right, Tom. We got some drinks open to hand out. Yeah, we, we got some drinking to do. Welcome back. We have Alex on. What's your last name, Alex? Is mute or unmute? That is. That means it's on. Oh, okay. I'm I'm heard. <laughs> I have no idea what my levels sound like, so here we go. Oh, you are you're golden. Oh, I'm doing my best. All right, we have Alex here. I don't know your last name, Alex. Hunt. Uh, Alex Hunt. I, Alex I, Hunt. Yeah, uh, yeah. Explain to the audience what your job is. So I'm I'm currently at Wafest. I'm the paint judge for this year. Uh, so I'm I'm doing all the paint judging for. I guess for the event, um, nice. I uh, my typical thing is running hobby-related events. Uh, I run a, uh, a painting competition, a quarterly painting competition down at the Forge in cool. Chaska, Minnesota. Oh, nice. Um, doing like similar to Crystal Brush, Golden Demon kind of style things, okay. um, and that's again quarterly. But you know, we're we're trying to trying to grow it, trying to build it. So it's been yeah. it's been going well. But awesome. I'm a I'm a hobby guy at heart. So oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, you go for it. How long have you been doing this? How how long how long have I been painting or how long have I been uh, paint judging? Been, well, how long have you been in the hobby? How long have I been in the hobby? Uh, man, since college. So probably 12, 13 years. I really started taking it seriously about uh, 9 or 10 years ago. Um, trying to push forward into um, making the hobby a more more focus inside of like competitive events. Um, so that, that was a, a big draw for me originally was trying to to push the hobby into say renegade open which is down in down in the cities here um, and uh, and making sure that that people that are interested in playing competitively that's awesome but I also want to see some pretty models whenever yeah. I'm playing a game right mm -hmm. I want to be able to sit across from my opponent and have a pretty pretty army right um, and realistically I'm I'm a decent player, but I really roll really poorly. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I roll twos as a profession. So, um, uh, so because of that, I'm like, well, if I want to win anything, I'm gonna paint. Um, and so I, I've taken a many painting competitions, painting events, 
um, as awards and things. So I'm uh, that that's just the kind of person I am, and I want to see the hobby elevated. So nice. that's that's just who I am as well. So yeah, that's that's kind of a background on that. Awesome. So um, what's the criteria for this competition for being like the best painted army? So in over there right now we have uh, it. Wafes is a little bit different because it is it's I would say low key. Yeah. So yeah. people that want to be judged for best painted, they put their stuff up front. Okay. And and then those are the ones that are judged heavily. Um, anyone else is just self score. Have have a good time. It, it, this is yeah. a, uh, drinking beer, you're having a good time. Like yeah, exactly. I know You know, some people people have their whole artist. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's casual, that's yeah, totally like cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say RTTs, this is considered an RTT. You know, it's just casual, whatever. What is a RTT? Just to explain for the uh, Rogue Trader Tournament. So it's a three-game event. Okay. Um, a GT or a Grand Tournament is between five and six, maybe seven games. Uh, typically, typically it's five yeah. these days. But um, the if if you're going to a GT, you're typically having a uh, a fully painted force. That, okay. That's a prerequisite for right. going to one. Yeah. An RTT, not so much. That's for testing, for playing, for just getting some reps in and having a good time. Yeah. Um, in this case, eh, people are just here to play games and drink beer, and that's that's right. the best part. So super cool. Yeah, it seems like everyone's like having a great time. This oh yeah, this is a little smaller than than most years, but mm -hmm. it's uh, in a lot of ways though. That's it's cozy, you know. Right. So oh for sure. So that that's the best part. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, so that that's the, the the best part of this event is no matter the number yeah. of people, it's always a good event. So, but so are you playing today? I am playing. I can't win best painted. That that's one of my things. That's I fair. I have that's I have fair. won. Yeah. Would you would you judge yourself the best then? If you, um, I'd have to I'd have to really look. How ethical but are you? <laughs> I, I'm very I, I try to be as ethical as possible. I'm, I'm very fair, realistic. I have uh, actually one of my other paint judges. He's not he's not typically playing, so he's one of the other Dwarvenax uh, uh, judges. Okay, he's nice. here, um, so he keeps me honest. But typically, I score very high, yeah. just because I am a I am a professional right. painter. Yeah, you know, that's that's what I do. Um, if, you, but, if someone beats you in a match or a game, you're not going to judge them poorly if they're no, in God, no, 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 no. That's not that's not who I am. I gotta I gotta keep things honest, you know. Um, <laughs> well, that's fair. That's good. I knew. Yeah, and typically, so it, uh, I'm really bummed that uh, one of my buddies, Rob Seeley, is not here because he's normally a very he's a very good painter and he had signed up for this event. And typically, we spend most of the game actually gushing uh, about each other's models, and then talking about techniques and like mm -hmm. strategies, and like, oh, how did you do that? Like, I really like how you applied like this, you know, and asking questions on like how that happens. So that's that's uh, that's typically how our matches go. And then, oh, I guess we're playing a game. Hold on yeah. a second, I gotta I gotta focus <laughs> on that. The second, yeah, yeah. Second round or so. So yeah, you, yeah, yeah. For judging, so I kind of asked this already with the criteria, but brushstrokes. Um, color scheme what exactly so I'm looking for um, uh, like things like uh, consistency of paint uh, yeah. smoothness if you're if you have like um, uh, decals if you have a consistent paint scheme overall if your display board your basing and your models kind of match the same scene yeah um, you know how good is your technique on applying detail work if you have any Extras like um, object source lighting. So if something is glowing, like is it glowing on other things? Like how well is that a place? Uh, things of that nature. So I'm I'm looking at a, a broader scheme than just like is it painted good? Yeah, uh, you know, gotcha. Things are painted good. That's fine. Right. But you know if 
but I need to I need to look above that and go. Yeah. Okay, it needs to be more objective than just like, is this a cool looking army? Yeah, sure, it's a cool looking army, but yeah. I need to really break down like, you know, are there missed brush strokes? Are we seeing paint that's kind of bleeding over another? Yeah. Areas, you know, stuff like that. So there's so. a difference between like cool looking army rather than like well. Expertly painted. Think, yeah. Yeah, there's kind of a difference between like table ready and like. Yes, yes. Yeah, there, there's definitely a step up from there. And and oftentimes it's. Um, you can have a step up from having something that is table ready and, and you're able to go, hey, I, I can play that on a table, it looks good. Right, like right, from, right. from uh, five feet, three feet away, that looks great. There's something to be said about that versus, oh, okay, now I'm getting real close, up yeah, close and personal. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm looking for all the details, yeah. And I'm looking when I when I look at a uh, judging a an event like this, it's looking at the broader army, mm-hmm. because at so say for the dwarven axe, the yeah. the event that's professionally painted, that's that's more of like oh I'm looking at the individual model at like an inch away, and I'm yeah. I'm really counting like how will this blending look, how do individual brush strokes look, yeah. you know how judging on that. This is more of like how cohesive is the army? Um, does it feel like it belongs in the scene that it's placed in? Not necessarily things like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah or I should um, oftentimes it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up an individual model at random and look at it and go okay how does this look because I should be able to randomly pick up a model right. and look at it and go okay does this match the same qualities everything else because you right. might you may paint a you know character um, really well yeah. because you, you want to focus on that right, that, right, that right. makes total sense that, that's where random you're, trooper yeah how does he look yeah exactly I want to pick up a random dude and go yep that looks good. Yeah, that, that passes muster. So. Nice. So what army are you playing today? I'm playing knights. Nice. So I've, I've sold off all the rest of my armies. I'm <laughs> playing knights now. I've painted a lot of knights in my time. Okay. So um, I... Uh, uh, That's kind of your favorite. Yeah, it's kind of my favorite going on. Yeah, I like I big like big stonky robots and, right. and just clown around. So it's did a good you, time. Did you win your first match? And oh, hell no. Is it match or is it game? Or? Uh, my, my first game I lost. Okay. I uh, lost to a good friend. Uh, so he, uh, my my dice. Uh, I'm well known as rolling professionally twos. Yep, so he that. could not he could not miss a save, and I could not hit to save my life. So it just ended up that way. And uh, near the end, it evened out, but it was a good game. Like, right. I had a lot of fun. He was playing Dark Angels. Dark so and I, I actually painted his um, uh, Lionel Johnson. Okay. And and the blade guard, I did a bunch of conversion work for him, and and then painted those. Nice. So and it's kind of like you're beating yourself. Yeah, yeah. It oftentimes it feels that way, especially <laughs> when we do a night joust, because I'll uh, if we do a night joust as a game, which is just knights and just big stompy robots yeah. or big stompy things, um, I'll have painted a good like half yeah. of what is on the table <laughs> at any given time, and uh, and that's often what what happens. Yeah. So it's well, uh, hey, at least you know like when you get your ass beat, you're getting your ass beat in style, right? Exactly. You know, if if I'm gonna get my my ass tra- uh, my ass trounced, I'm gonna I'm gonna look good. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be a good looking game. Someone's got to win, and that's just how it is. Right, so, right, right. Um, so you say that you're professional painter. Mm-hmm. What do you paint professionally? What do I paint professionally? Yeah. Uh, just pretty much anything. 40k, um, Age of Sigmar, uh, D and D. I've done terrain. I've done display boards. I, I've done pretty much anything that you need me to paint. Do you compete a lot. Not in recent days. So I, like I said, I uh, I, I run the um, Dwarven Axe painting competition. Okay. So there's not a lot of comp painting competitions around. Um, uh, it used to be the the Crystal Brush was at uh, Adepticon, okay. and so that was the big like big come to come to Chicago and competing in that painting competition. 
Um, sadly, I never made it out to an event for that, but they went defunct. Um, and so I, I had always wanted to run a painting competition to, to bring forward some of that creativity and, and, uh, and excitement around competing professionally. Um, and so we, we had done a bunch of different events here at, Rene or at Renegade Open, but also just around uh, doing some at, at various tournaments and things like, hey, bring a model, get a judge, that kind of thing, you know, give out an award. It's just some, for some fun. Um, but this has become more official. So it's, it's definitely a, you know, you show up, you bring your A game, you get judged, but also we have a stream running. So we give critiques on stream about oh, what, nice. what the models look like, yeah. how they're looking, how they're running. Um, you know, uh, maybe some advice, praise, critiques, nice. those kind of things, and and people love it. People really show up because they'll they'll go back and they'll watch their their portion and and get feedback. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. You know, we stream it live to Twitch, so so oftentimes they're they're giving us shit as yeah. we're going through <laughs> and and judging models or they're commenting on things that we're bringing up. Like I don't know if they did this, you know, if they did it this way or this way or what they're you know what they were going for. And they might comment, and that's right, the best right, okay, because then yeah. we can then we can really interact. Yeah, yeah. That's super cool. Um, and so, it, not a lot of people do that. Not there's not a lot of painting competitions that actually have that. Yeah. And if they are, please let me know because I would yeah. love to hear you. Uh, um, is your you have a Twitch channel then? Yeah, it's a Dwarven Axe painting. Okay. Right. Twitch Twitch TV at Dwarven Axe painting. Listening audience. A Dwarven Axe painting. So, right. yeah. and if somebody wanted to compete in some sort of competition, yeah. what would be the best way to? So. Uh, it's a uh, second second month of the quarter, third weekend. Okay. I, I know that's <laughs> a, it, it was the easiest way to put it on a calendar, but it's um, the next one is August 20th and 21st okay. down at the Forge in Chaska. Okay. Uh, you just have to enter in a model beforehand. Um, you will get critiqued on stream. It'll be professionally done. Um, we have a, a panel of judges that go through and comment, give you advice, give you thoughts, and we try and grab from different... All sorts of levels. So we grab from some people that have, that have won before. Um, uh, I'm typically a judge on that, but not always. Um, and then uh, just just you know trying to grab some some real painters out there and, and give them some advice. So oh yeah, like hell, I'm like it, the the worst part about being a really high end painter is that you hear like oh man, it's amazing. I love everything that you've done about this. And it's like yeah, but I want real feedback. Like you need to tear this thing apart. I need to know. If you want to improve it, yeah, make it even better, yeah, exactly. It's like, on. yeah, that's that's the worst part of being a high end painter. Is like you're like, I need someone to rip my thing apart, right, so right. I can be like, okay, I need to improve on these yeah. areas. But it's, uh, what is it, Ben Franklin with the quote? Uh, criticism is a person's best friend. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I would say that criticism is is highly encouraged. Some of the yeah. best painters that I know, you give them. You give them uh, criticism, and they go, "Oh, that's a good idea." Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I never looked uh -huh. at it from that angle, you know. Um, and, and and it's always taken as, as positive, always creative criticism. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I love For what sure. you're doing here, but here's something that you might be able to like. I'm missing this. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I feel that if you can't take the criticism, it's just not the hobby for you. Yeah. yeah. You know? Or at least then you should probably just not show anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. A, not a hobby it to that yourself. you're really going to improve at if you're yeah. not listening exactly. to that. Yeah, you, you need criticism and, and thoughts and concepts. You need praise, for one, because it is yeah. a hard hobby. Like, yeah. it, it is a hobby that you pour passion and thoughts into. Hours and money. Yeah, hours and money and time. And, I yeah. mean, just just passion, you know, thought. 
I'm thinking about, you know, painting models all the time. How can I approach this? What can I do with this uh, technique or this color scheme? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Going to YouTube videos and, okay, how can I do that? Oh, that looks really good. You know, the, that's a constant. But I need that that background of that yeah. feedback going, hey, you did this really well and I really like this, but you need to improve over here. Right. You know, I need you to, to really push on this. And sometimes that's what you need. Oh, for sure. For so, sure. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, definitely here on this channel. We like uh, we like feedback as well. The air horn Jeez. always gets us. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. mm. end of round one. It is the end of round one. Yeah. Now it's table flipping time, which we're judges for. Oh shit! Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh man, and that's gonna be good times. Yeah. We gotta definitely set, uh, set up. So thank you for joining us. No, Alex. thank you yeah. for having me. I appreciate awesome. it. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Time, what was the name? Alex Dwarven Hunt. Alex Hunt. Dwarven, Dwarven Axe. Axe painting. Okay. Yep. Right. Dwarven Axe. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you. Check it out for sure. Yeah, I'd love to have you guys down. Uh, stop by, say hi, and yeah, love to talk awesome. more. August twentieth. August twentieth. All right. The next one. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we're back with another interview. Sir, do you want to tell the audience your name? Uh, Michael. What's up, Michael? How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, everyone's having a good time here today, and uh, we had a kind of a big faux pas after Mission 2, but we kind of recovered from it, and we're going well. For sure. Do you want to tell the audience what you are wearing? Uh, yeah, so I am cosplaying as a guard from the Squid Games today. Yeah. Um, everyone's probably aware that that's our theme. Yep. So I have the red jumpsuit on, the black mask with the circle on it, and I'm carrying around a toy MP5. As you're walking around all the tables, all scary. Like I will say, you are very intimidating looking when you have the mask down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I feel like I'm gonna get like beaten. Like I. Excellent. Like, that's exactly <laughs> the the vibe I was. Like going I feel like for. you're gonna arrest me and then beat me down. Like that's what I feel like. What's happening? Then I'm doing my job well. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. Were you? Uh, when we entered the building, were you one of the three people just standing there staring at us? I was, yeah. Um, we had a lot more people earlier dressed up as uh, guards, yeah. but most people have kind of dropped out of it. I'm just too committed to the role. <laughs> Do you remember us walking in and our uh, our reactions at all? Uh, There's a lot of people. There so was a lot of people coming in. Uh, we got a few good reactions. Uh, a lot of people mostly were just kind of looked at us and then went the direction we pointed without like trying to say anything. <laughs> when we first walked in, I wasn't sure if you were statues or not. You guys were standing very still. So I thought maybe they were just like dummies. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he started moving. Like, oh, okay, those are people. We, I only knew you like you were like you were real people because somebody had a ring finger on, and they were like twitching their finger. I'm like. Oh, yep, they're real people. But you're standing so still, except for the one guy with the ring finger. We were, we were trying to get into a character as much as possible, kind of set the tone for the day. Well, I didn't know what I was walking into, and I like literally didn't know what I was walking into. So, do you play Warhammer? Or are you? I do play Warhammer. I don't play as much now as I used to. Um, you know, at the tail end of ninth here, it's gotten a little weird for my taste. So okay. I, I've kind of dropped back quite a bit. But yeah, it's a fun game. So you say it's gotten a little weird. What do you mean by that? Yeah, that's a good question. Basically, in my personal opinion, so they used to have these things called universal special rules. So there's like a million units in the game that could do a thing that everybody refers to as deep striking. Okay. Yep. But now they all have their own individual rule 
and they all have ever so slight differences to them um, that come up in these weird edge cases. So unless the people who are really competitive, um, it's kind of interesting because they can kind of manipulate those edge cases and stuff. I'm not very competitive myself. I don't want to learn, you know, 20 different armies and what they do. So I mostly just kind of roll with it. And I get my ass handed to me quite a bit. Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I do remember some of that when I was playing with, like, the Necrons and stuff in their new edition that came out. And the deep striking. I, I can't remember specifically what it was, but there was something with it. What was your army of choice? Blood Angels um, and Gene Stiller Colts are what I still play. Um, I haven't played Gene Stiller Colts in a while because I started them when they first reintroduced them at the end of 7th. Mm-hmm. They were a super fun army. They had a lot of flavor, a lot of uh, special rules that were very interesting. They were dynamic. They were fun to play. They were never a super high-tier army, but they were really fun to play. 8th uh, edition came out, and they kind of nerfed them all the way down to not even be fun to play. I'm not big into winning. Um, that's not the point of the game to me. Yeah. But they were effectively not able to even play the game. They were so bad. So I kind of stopped playing my Gene Stiller Colts. 10th edition is looking good for Gene Stiller Colts, so I'm hoping to get into them again. Nice. Blood Angels have always been kind of a mid-tier army, and I enjoy playing them. Alright, so I haven't had a chance to ask this question. So let's, I'm going to throw out a scenario to you. Aliens took over the world, mm-hmm. and this is our small resistance group, everyone here. Can you lead us to victory with your uh, experience in Warhammer? <laughs> or are we screwed? No, we are 100% doomed. Oh, fuck. Right. It's a combination <laughs> of my lack of tactical knowledge okay. um, and the fact that we are mostly overweight, out-of-shape nerds. <laughs> uh, we that, we stand fair. very little chance. <laughs> I, I imagine the gardening and survival skills of the group collectively are extremely low. We do have one row. Uh, He's somewhat in shape. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about a strategy, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not enough. We, we can just send him out. But what if we all had power armor? Well, I guess then it depends on the alien. Power armor goes a long way. It That's goes true. a long way. And I, I believe someone's working on that in the world, uh, like legitimate exoskeleton oh, I'm, type I'm, stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, what about you? Can you lead us to victory or are we dead too? Yeah, we're probably dead. I mean, <laughs> well, shit. All it, right. Okay, so it, and this goes we're back. We're not going to red on this if the Russians. I mean, made. we could try. It's just going to go back to what we talked about. <laughs> well, if we before. don't try, we're dead. Right, right. No, I'm going to try. I'll put up a fight. <laughs> At least I'll get my uh, my my death wish and die on the top of a hill <laughs> with a machine That's gun. That's true. And I get to pull some pins on a grenade. Could you? Uh, can you motivate us? Do you have a speech? Right now? Do you yeah, want right me to now, come right up now. with one? <laughs> yes. Put him on the spot. Uh, y'all motherfuckers run away. I'm going to die on this hill. Make sure you run fast. <laughs> Unless you want to die with me. Well done. Well done. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm probably running, by the way. Yeah, probably. That's okay. I don't I don't blame you for that either. Die on this hill or run away and survive? Uh, yeah. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. In an end of the world scenario, I've always been a, a firm believer that I would like to be one of the first to go. Yeah. <laughs> Just take me out right away. I don't want to live through it. I don't. There ain't nothing to live for at that point. That brings us brings me back to our birthday question: Would you survive a zombie apocalypse? Two weeks. Two weeks. I have toddlers. I'm gonna die first day. And if I don't die first day, I'm dying of Crohn's. 
Oh, hey, should we bring up uh, the uh, birthday episode question to uh, Brandon and Mike here? Which one? Three, <laughs> three guys. <laughs> three guys? The three guys you'd uh, switch team for. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, Mike, first. Um, what three guys would you uh, switch to the other team for? Go. Chris Evans, he's got America's ass. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, when he filmed that, that wasn't actually his ass. It was the stunt doubles. Yeah? That's sad. I'm okay, well, saying. whoever that is. Whoever that stunt double is. <laughs> Chris Evans stunt double. <laughs> you can't. Okay, you're him. cheating there. All right. Um, who else? Yeah, I don't, I don't You can really, say row. It's I'm not, okay. I'm not good at, uh, I'm not good at actors' names. Uh, so you can go characters. Well, I'm sure we got yeah, characters. We can figure it okay. out. We have a bunch of nerds here. All right. Um, I would go with the with one of the Mister VIPs from the Squid Games. Actually, okay. Uh, I I'm okay being a sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. All right. All right. All right. I don't um, know. Yeah. He's never seen it. I haven't. Oh, uh, basically. He's the only one. They're not uh, real characters mostly. They're they're basically just super rich guys. So, you know, if I can just be a kept man. I, like, I think he's asking to be your sugar baby right I now. mean, I am dressed wait, as wait, a Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. Right yeah. Is it that specific character or is it any rich person? Like if Bill Gates come, are you like jumping towards him? Yeah, no, I think I think I'd bend it over for Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah. But that would happen. And uh can it, do they have to be alive? No. No? Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Uh, all right. Ben Franklin, for sure. Really? Yeah. Oh, ben why, Franklin. Why Ben Franklin? I, I mean, because not only was he, like, super influential and rich, rumor has it he was a freak in the sheets also. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was a founding father. Right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, like, I think you're the first person to go after that aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. So smart man, and he could fuck. I like that one. <laughs> exactly, right? I, smart, rich, and if I can have some fun with it while yeah. I'm at it, then you know, let's go. Oh yeah. All right, Brandon, Brandon's turn. All right, Brandon. All right. Yeah, who do you got? All right. So I've been thinking while he was talking. I got two that I thought of. Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah. Ryan Obviously. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot. That was a popular choice in the yeah. episode. Michael B. Jordan is a very handsome man. Oh. Yeah. He is a very handsome man. I'm having a bit of trouble with the third one. He he mentioned like rich person, and then that kind of throws it off a little bit because we're just talking about the handsomeness of men, or are we talking about like money? No, it's just money. Can, it doesn't matter. Who you would switch teams for? Ah, somebody who has a like a lot of money. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're attracted to them physically. It could be something else. Oh, okay. Like personality. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, wow. it, I mean, twenty dollars is yeah, twenty dollars. Okay. <laughs> if that's the case, it doesn't take much at this point, you know. I mean, <laughs> now we're negotiating. <laughs> right now we're just talking. How much, Brandon? <laughs> How much for what? I got a dollar. <laughs> Romero just gave him a drink token. <laughs> I got a dollar. I got two dollars. Do I need to go higher? Nah, we're we're talking like. Three and a burrito. We're talking like fixing my life money kind of thing. And two dollars doesn't cut it. No, that doesn't. That does not help me in the long run. Okay. I didn't think that helps you today. What about no. like uh, Jeff Bezos? I mean, if we're for the money, I mean, you can't really say no. But I don't think I would like him as a person. 
but I would take his money. <laughs> Brandon's saying we're all whores here. All right, I'm going to throw out a name. Donald Glover? Okay. That was my yeah, thing. I, I it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not buying Have it. you seen the This Is America music video? Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you listened yeah. to the 8-bit? Have you, have you seen the 8-bit or heard the 8-bit music? No, I have not, no. I just figured out, I just found out that there's an 8-bit version of uh, Childish Gambito music. And oh, This yeah? Is America hits hard. I have to look that up. It's like a boss level. <laughs> I, I mean, all the music just sounds like it's a video, you're playing a video game, but This Is America is like the boss boss. So it's all happy-go-lucky, you know, and then it just, this is America, you know. <laughs> I think with this question, I, Ben Franklin might take the cake. Yeah, like, that, that, that one, one the best didn't, ones. didn't see that, that coming. Yeah. That caught me off guard. That was good. I mean, what if I said George Washington because he doesn't have teeth? Ooh. Oh, gummers. Oh, yeah, there you that's... go. <laughs> yeah, you know. You're a sick man. You know that? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I've been kid. operating on the assumption that I'm the catcher in this relationship. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this is some true. alpha energy <laughs> he's bringing to the table. <laughs> yeah, I'm true. thinking ahead. <laughs> You're going for freaking the sheets. I'm thinking like, who can, you know. <laughs> Man, this uh, digressed far <laughs> for Warhammer. I mean, is it really that far <laughs> I mean, to be perfectly honest, in that conversation we had with some of the guys out there, it is just riddled with homoeroticism. Oh, yeah, we yeah. just don't tell our wives so, about it. So so who in the Warhammer universe are you trying to smash? Oh. Oh, I would. I would I, no, I would smash Sanguinius. Yeah. That fucking long, beautiful blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. Vamp- vampire vibes. Yeah. 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 Look at it. Look it up real quick. Show. Because you have the computer in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not that big of a show yet, Jake. You are your own information you're guy. You are the audio guy. You are the everything yeah, guy. Yeah. You're not yeah, into Nurgle. The great unclean one. How do you spell it? Touché. I mean, if, if we're going for freaking the sheets, I would go Conrad Kurz then. The, the Night Lords. I feel like I don't know enough individual names to keep up with this, but... I'm going to go with Slanesh. Because oh, they slash she can be anything that you desire. Yeah, and in fact, will be oh everything that you desire. Literally like the god of lust. Yeah, like exactly. Of lust. Yeah. I mean, that's just low-hanging that's, fruit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, Sanguinius was too good to pass up that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. He, was, he is the angel. Yeah, the yeah. angel space vampire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Vulcan's pretty sexy, too. Yeah, you can take me down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the Silent King. Hey, Jake, look up Vulcan. <laughs> the Silent <laughs> King? <Yeah>. Okay, I'm <laughs> not going to let that pass <laughs> without comment. No, no, no. He, doesn't, he doesn't need to say a word. How do you spell it? Bow down to the metallic overlord. Vulcan. Just a bald, powerful man. No, I feel like I feel like I feel like that's a very Jeff Bezos answer. Yeah, yeah. Strong bald man. Well, powerful bald man. This, like, this dude is trying to do some shit like in the bedroom, like. (laughs) I feel like I'm gonna get murdered after. I feel like I need a safe word. (laughs) I think that that's true for basically anyone in 40k. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) These are genetically engineered. Superhuman. So, but ironically enough, Vulcan that we were just looking at, the one that you said you needed a safe word for, he yeah. is the one that cares the most about humanity. <laughs> no, like, for, for real. Like, most of the other Primarchs and Space Marine Legions will just, like, not consider humans even worth 
anything. Mm. Like, the salamanders go out of their way to protect humans, even at the cost of their own, uh, their own marines. Oh, can't judge your book by its cover. That's right. Yeah, so, if, there, right. if there is a good guy in 40k, which there's not really, but if there is a good guy in 40k, it would be Vulcan, which is why he was betrayed and heinously murdered. Oh, yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Well, now I just gotta throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that he would um, be very tender in bed? Hopefully. I mean, he does. <laughs> he does care for humanity in all its forms. Do you Do you have any other questions outside of this? <laughs> No, <laughs> we're on this topic. I don't know where else to go. <laughs> that was that was my fault. I'm I sorry. think no. I think commenting commenting on the homoeroticism in 4K or 40K is a totally valid thing to talk about it really because is. it very much so is a big part. It's, of it. it's a core identity. It is very much a man's club. It is. Full of men. Yeah, that's true. Um, right. I, I have a question. We can go on. All right. If you let's say you're in the universe of four, uh, Warhammer. Mm-hmm. What, for Hammer, what army would you want to be a part of? Like, what, what's the cause that you believe in? Who are you, who are you working for? The answer is no. Just no. <laughs> because no matter what, no matter if you're the biggest, most genetically enhanced super soldier that you can think of, you there's still something out there that will violently ass-rape you and murder you. Fair. Okay, who do you most side with then? I mean, I, I even though the Imperium are just like incredibly evil in their own, I'm still an Imperium fanboy. Okay. Like, I I got to root for humanity. I mean, they're the closest thing to us. I mean, they're definitely not the good guys. No. They're terrible. They murder millions some, of their own people. Some would argue that they're the bad guys. Yes, yeah, some would. But <laughs> I'm, I'm still I'm I'm still a, I'm a Space Marine fanboy. So I think I would be a Tyranid because yeah. uh, I think Tyranids are the only they're they're true neutral. Everybody else in the universe, you know, you've got you've got space Nazis, you've got uh, killer robots, you've got crazy space communists. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're all just caricatures of like the real world, basically. But but yeah. there's no real good guys. Um, the Tyranids are not good guys either, but they're more of like a force of nature kind of evil. Um, so I think that makes them like less evil. Orcs, in a way. Yeah, I was just gonna say, what about like the orcs or ignorance? Like they just want to scrap and have a good time. Just, yeah, yeah just, but their idea of a good time is evil. Doing. And murdering everybody, yeah, yeah. fair enough. I mean, you may as well say corn at that point. Yeah. Orcs grow from the ground, correct? They yeah. do grow from the ground, yes. From from spores. They're technically <laughs> yeah. a fungus. Yeah. Um, That's why they're so like this. Conclusion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Tyranids are, you know, they're largely mindless. Um, they, they mostly just eat things. They evolve in order to eat things. It's like a tiger. It's not good. Is it evil? Eh. I mean, you, you could argue that it is. you impose morality on something that doesn't understand morality. Exactly, yeah. So I'm going to go with it. I'd be a Tyranid. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Fair. Brandon? Oh, me? Yeah. I don't know a ton. I don't know. The Mechanicus, I thought was, was kind of cool. I like building things. Yeah. Engineers of the world, basically. They're the universe of this world. As far as engineering goes, as far as I know. Do you have any other questions? I ran out of questions. Tom, do you have a topic we can lead off of? Or should we call it here? How did you get into Warhammer? Ah, good. Well, that's a good question. So, I actually played Magic the Gathering for a long time and then yes. D&D. Um, I played that a lot. I had always kind of 
seen the Warhammer guys off in the corner doing their thing. Mm-hmm. I had seen the boxes and stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's too much money. I was going through college. At the end of college, I finally decided, you know, it's my senior year. Because of the way I set up my college education was not optimal. My sen- last semester of my senior year was actually, like, super chill. Um, so I had a lot of time on my hands. I finally decided, I'm going to get into this. I had been collecting magic cards for, like, 10 years at that point, maybe more. So I found a guy online who was looking to trade magic cards for uh, Warhammer stuff. Shout out to Reddit slash R slash Miniswap. (laughs) And I sent him this massive box. He was in New York of magic cards, like, I don't know, probably $700 worth of magic cards that I just collected over many years. At the time. Yep. And that's what got me over that initial hump because... Once you're into Warhammer, it's pretty easy to manage like any hobby. You know, it costs money, but it's relatively easy to keep it under control. You can kind of spend what you want on it. It's The real problem is that initial hurdle of getting your first army. And so I traded a whole bunch of magic cards I'd been collecting for my first Blood Angels army, and that's how I got into it. Warhammer, do you still play magic? I do still play magic on occasion um, when I have the opportunity. What do you play? Like... Standard, I prefer modern. Commander. Commander, yeah. Or that's, 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 that's my favorite format nowadays. I love Magic, so that's, that's something I'm so pretty big into. Yeah. Play a lot of Magic. Go ahead. All right, a new guest has entered the field. Hello, hello. Introduce yourself, sir. My name is Gabe Elbert. It is nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you, too. All right, so we have, we have questions for you. Sure, sure. I'm trying to forget. I don't want to go into the three-character yeah, yeah, question. That's, that's too much <laughs> a little, a little controversial. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, first question: What did you play today? Or what are you playing? Iron Hands, uh, Space Marine Legion. Can you tell us anything about your army? I can. Uh, it is extremely armor heavy. I have four dreadnoughts and five tanks in it. Okay. Uh, all of the infantry units are either built around capturing objectives or buffing those tanks. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it, they hit extremely hard, and if I go first, I usually table the enemy, and I feel bad about it. I, I think I was talking to, was his name Jake earlier? And he was telling me that that's like one of the best armies right now. Really? Yeah. From what I've seen on the competitive tier list, the Iron Hands are near the middle, or the oh, okay. uh, higher tier of the middle. Oh, okay. Which are very solid still, right. but I mostly play them because they're fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the idea of cybernetic legionaries uh, that are obsessed with replacing their flesh is a very fun concept for me. And it's a shame that their lore isn't more fleshed out than it is. I actually forgot I have uh, questions for people who actually played in the tournament. Yes. Yeah, all right. There we yeah. go. All right. So, you've played two... Is it matches or games? Uh, I've played two games so far. Two games. Okay. Did you win? What was your record for both of them? Both of them, I got perfect scores. Perfect <laughs> scores? How does one get a perfect score? Well, I hit all of the objectives, and I made sure that the enemy didn't get many of theirs. Nice, all right. Mostly through killing all of their objective scoring <laughs> units. Well, well done, well done. Uh, how much did your uh, army cost? Thank you, My Tom. Well, I like to collect the older retro models. Okay. So it's actually oddly cheaper to get the older models oh, than it is nice. to get the modern ones. My army, let's see, this list here probably would cost about five, six hundred dollars. Which, uh, compared to how much it would cost to get this legitimately through modern model kits and stuff yeah. like that, it probably would have cost about double that. Yeah. And plus, I get to collect old models. I like to get the, uh, like, I have the prototype Grey Knight model as my librarian Terminator. Nice. So, 
I see you with the fit here, got oh, the yes. vest and everything. Casual wear, or you came here for business? I came here for business. All right, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if I could wear this every day, I would, but I work as a groundskeeper, so. Ah, uh, whatever. You're rocking it. You still could. Yeah. I even got this. Uh, this here. Man's got the pocket watch. Oh, business is trying to kill somebody. I will say you're probably uh, best dressed. Oh, oh, thank you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, if only there was a competition there for it. There was one other person. Grant. Yeah, I yeah. saw him around here. I was just about to mention that. That's a rival now. <laughs> hey, Grant's helped me 3D print some stuff before. So. All right. So, uh, did you paint all yours, or did you hire some of the painters? I painted all mine. In fact, huh? I do commission work for people. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, how long did it take? You, how long does it take you to paint an army? Like? Well, it depends on how large the army is, but on average it takes about 30 minutes per infantry model. That's about the same scale as a Space Marine or smaller. Okay. Uh, for vehicles of around the size of a Rhino or larger, it takes anywhere from one to three hours, depending okay. on the quality of the paint that's being I usually do about 15 hours for professional for uh, battlefield grade, and then about 15 hours, 15 dollars an hour for battlefield grade, and then 20 dollars an hour for professional grade, which nice. is somewhat lower than other people would do. But I just like painting. Yeah. I'm curious, I was going to ask this question earlier, but, you know, for somebody starting out in Warhammer, you know, just building up their army and stuff, how much are they spending? Well, that really depends on where they're getting their models from. If they're getting them from, the say, their recruit boxes and the starter kits that GW pushes out, you're probably going to be spending three, four hundred dollars for your starter army. Okay. But if you're getting them secondhand, like I do, buying them through things like eBay lots or the secondary market, you're probably going to be spending about half that. You hear that, kids? Save your loot. <laughs> Learn how to spend your money. Secondary market's a great place for not only Warhammer models, but magic cards and uh, all sorts of collectibles. I used yeah. to work in it, actually. Okay. Nice. Yeah. nice. It was uh, probably the favorite, my favorite job I've ever had. <laughs> I worked at a game shop buying and selling things. Nice. Okay. So, uh, in this, this area or different area? This area. I used to work at Lewis Game Shop. Oh, yeah. cool. Nice. Yeah, Fantastic nice. folk nice. down there. Uh, when I left working there... Probably. <laughs> when I left working there, there was no bad blood between us, and I still go there regularly. Nice. That's good, man. Nice. I, I'm super happy to ask this question twice now. Of course. Actually, technically, I asked it three times with Tom. So, I'm going to paint a scenario for you. Let's say... <laughs> of course. <I> love, <laughs> they they already hear this uh, question. So, let's say aliens came, and they wiped out the planet, yep. and the only people left to battle them is everyone in this room. Could you lead us to victory? Honestly, I think we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's been the common answer. This is a room full of sweaty nerds. Uh, most of us are out of shape. Um, I'm just saying, like, what if we had battle armor? Battle armor. Uh, yeah. Define battle armor for me. I have power armor. Power armor, yeah. Like, like Space Marine style, a Spartan? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I think we're all still fucked because none of us can use that shit. <laughs> but um, hypothetically, if we were able to use it, yeah. uh, it all comes down to how competent the aliens are. Like, if we're talking War of the Worlds, we can just cough on them. Uh, but <laughs> fair, if fair. we're talking, like... Uh, Signs, we just got put water. So, yeah, exactly. But Super if we're sick. talking more along the lines of the Predators from the Alien vs. Predators, yeah, we're yeah, screwed. Oh, we're screwed. we are so fucked. <laughs> uh, or like even the uh, weird crystalline aliens from Titan AE, uh, those things are fucking terrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're definitely fucked after that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are a tiny, scared, primitive species on a ball of rock that is drifting through the universe. If something bigger and badder comes at us, we're, we're just fucked. Yeah, I'm pretty fragile. Absolutely. I respect the nihilism. Yeah. <laughs> Just spit facts. 
I don't like the nihilism, but it's there. It's fair. <laughs> okay. What would it take? I'm just curious. Going off of your question. What would it take for the human race to actually win against a species, you know, coming from space, in your opinion? Do you have a specific species in mind, like from fiction or something? Well, fuck it. Let's say Predator. Ooh, no, uh, I feel like Predator is too hard. No, no, no. That's why I asked. Yeah. Is it, is it oh. a Predator or is it like an invasion of Predators? Invasion. Invasion. Yeah, we're screwed, man. Yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are fairly screwed, but if, if we had, if we theoretically had every every resource at our disposal, we get the world to work together. Nuke them all. Honestly, yeah, go full Krieg on them. Yeah. Uh, go underground and nuke the surface, make it uninhabitable for organic life. Do you really want to survive after that? No. I've played Metro <laughs> games. <laughs> I've played the Metro games. That's, that's the speech. <laughs> I have played Metro. <laughs> <laughs> Today we declare our independence day, not just for America, but for those who have played Metro. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, that, there goes my question. Can you give me a speech of victory? <laughs> it's a victory, and there it is. <laughs> if you play Fallout, this will be like Fallout. You'll enjoy it. If you, play, if you, if you played Fallout... Get out. <laughs> uh, I love those games, though. Those games are great. Yeah, uh, New right. Vegas was probably my first RPG. First RPG? Yeah. That's probably my favorite Fallout game so far. No, 3 was. Fallout 3 was. I yeah, played same. 3 first. Uh, New Vegas is handily better, but I have a soft spot. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, kind of going back on topic here. How long have you been playing Warhammer? Uh, total or uh, over, like overall time? Yeah, like from the very beginning. Uh, about 10 years. Shit, you're I've a veteran. I've been actively playing for about two years. I started playing when I was it's about like 10, uh, and I think it was 6th or 7th edition. Okay. Uh, and I wasn't very good and fell out of the game fairly quickly. But I got back into it when I, uh, about two and two and a half years ago now at this point, and I've been having a blast ever since. Nice. I do feel like this is one of those games that can be very frustrating. Oh, God, If you yeah. don't know what you're doing exactly, and you're going against somebody that knows what they're doing. Especially if people are unwilling to teach you. Yeah. When I first got into the game, like I said, I was fairly young. I was about 10 years old, and nobody had the patience nor the uh, sense of community to, to stop and teach a new kid how to play the game. But there was one thing that was said to me when I first got into the game that stuck with me, and I still remember to this day. But it was about painting your models, specifically. If you ha don't put bare plastic on the table, you haven't failed at painting. You've at least tried. And even if you put bare plastic on the table, you're still trying to play the game, so you haven't failed. Mm. You can't fail at playing this game. You can't do it wrong, you just aren't doing it correct. Right, you're learning. Right. You do it at your own pace. Exactly. Kind of you'll only get better with time. You'll only learn more. Yeah. You'll only gain more experience and more friends that can build this community around you. Do you think there's a lot of gatekeeping in oh, absolutely. 40k? 100%. I, I feel like I've noticed that pretty much everyone here has been playing for like at least seven years that we've talked to so far. Is there anybody around here that's new that you know of that's more recent to the hobby? Yeah, my Ben, uh, Knights over there. Okay. Uh, he got to the hobby a year and a half ago, I want to say. Okay, so that's pretty recently. Yeah, he's uh, he's fairly new to the game. He plays Knights, and he's very impressed with his paint jobs for uh, how new to the game is. If you get a chance, go over there and take a look. He's got this gorgeous aquatic theme for his Okay. Even down to seaweed and underwater effects. For yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out for sure. 
Was he the one that had the blue and green model? Or? Uh, the mainly green knights with oh, the okay. seaweed and stuff on their bases. Oh, yeah, I see them. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I asked a question earlier about new people coming in and almost seeming as though, you know, they don't necessarily belong here just because of their attitude and stuff, but it's interesting that you bring up gatekeeping. I, that's something that I never thought about. Um, why would that, why would somebody kind of have a, a gatekeeping mindset when it comes to Warhammer? Well, it comes down to basic psychology, unfortunately. It's a lot of us versus them mindset. Uh, some people take in the idea that if something new comes into the hobby, it'll ruin the sense of, thank you. If something, if somebody new or something new comes into the hobby, it'll ruin the way that they've had it or the way that they've seen this game that they love. But unfortunately for the people that are coming in, that's not the case and they're treated as though it is the case. These people are seen as other and are treated as such and it leads to people getting pushed away from a hobby that's already had, has a bar of entry that's higher than most due to the price tag. Like I said, I remember when I was a kid I had a difficulty getting into the game not only because of the price tag but because of people being unwilling to learn. So when I was working over at Lewis I would do uh, demo games. I would run kill team events there, bring extra armies so people could learn, and did my damnedest to make sure that the game was as accessible as possible. Nice. Piggybacking off of that, if you don't mind a more controversial question that I was going to ask other people. How do you feel about 3D printing models? 100%. Okay. It's, okay. a, it's a good thing for not only the hobby, but the business of the game as a whole. I, I would generally agree with that, because it is such a barrier of entry. And I think if people really enjoy the game after they start playing it, that they will invest the money long term. They really want to. Yeah, exactly. Personally, I own a 3D printer. I still Me buy too. kits. Yep. I still put together kits. I still like putting, like working with the kits and doing kit bashes. It's 3D printing doesn't mean you're going to stop buying models. Half of the hobby is assembling those models. If you just print it on a, as a single piece, that's not nearly as fun as assembling it, posing it, and putting it together yourself. Right. Uh, and speaking from a purely capitalistic and economic theory perspective, it's a good thing overall for the business, not just the hobby, because it introduces competition. It yep. forces the businesses to innovate with how they produce the models, Maybe with how they get them to the community, with, how they, with the prices that they put them at, and how they produce the models as well as getting them there. It's uh, how we ended up with so many varieties of cars, how we ended up mm. with such high-quality parts on various machines and tools. Uh, from a perspective of economy and business, it's a bad idea to squash out competition. Mm. If you're looking to purely make money, yes, you're going to want to squash out competition. You're going to want that monopoly because that gets you money. But if you want to improve your business and improve the quality of your product, your squashing out competition is a bad thing because it stops you from needing to innovate. It stops you from needing to improve your product and how you market it to not only the people who are already in it, but people who need to get into it. Do you think there's any competition to Warhammer, like any of the other games no. that are even close? No. Not even. Yeah. As much as I would like to say there is, the closest I can think of is Battletech. And how many people do you know who play Battletech? I had never heard of it before. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Today was the first day. We just met one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't even know that you played Battletech. He just makes yeah. animation yeah. for, for it. Yes, the uh, artist yeah. over there, yep. DC Burns. Yes. Fantastic guy. I just had some commissions done by him. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I had something last year as well. I get headshots of the model characters that I make for my armies. Oh, nice. Nice. That's awesome. I like to 
I know it's very nerdy, but I say nerdy in a room full of nerds. I like to write lore around the uh, factions that I do, especially with Iron Hands, because there's very little there already. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's really like taking your hobby to the next level. Exactly. It's, you know, really getting invested because it's like playing D&D &D at the end of the day, you know? You really want to feel like you're exactly. the army and it's kind of attached to you. And I, uh, I play D&D. &D. I run D&D &D for my uh, for my playgroup over uh, where I play it. And it's a great time to just sit down at a table and tell a story with friends. I think that Dungeons & Dragons is one of the best games ever made. And because of that, I love the narrative aspect of Warhammer. I love the stories that you can tell around these characters. Yeah, even if you're not inhabiting in, uh, them yourself, you're helping to tell their story through these wars that they wage. I feel like there's so much lore and just like build up behind them that you can actually get like a grasp for how a lot of these characters would act. Or exactly. Like, and you can expand on that and make your own lore. Exactly. It really fits the characters and the themes. But Warhammer's been around since the 70s. Yeah. It's been around for a massively long time and the stories that they've told in this universe range from the ridiculous Obi-Wan Sherlock Clouseau throw to uh, the incredibly grounded stories of uh, even Magnus. Mm. I say as he's a giant red space wizard. Yep. Yep. Nice. yep. Magnus the Red. Or Eisenhorn, for example, which, um, if I remember correctly, the new series that uh, Henry Cavill is working on is based on the Eisenhorn. Oh, okay, is that what it's about? I'm pretty excited about that. I, I think if anyone's going to do Absolutely. Injustice, it's got to be somebody that's really invested in it. Exactly. Don't pull a Halo. Don't pull a... Uh, what was the other one that just did that recently? Another video game adaptation. Oh, the Resident Evil one, the Netflix one. Oh, God. The Resident oh, Evil yeah, adaptation. Yeah, yeah. Assassin's oh. Creed. I mean, oh, it wasn't half bad. Oh, don't get started on that movie. Oh, my God. Oh, we can go down the list of all the video games that you're just like... No, yeah. No, we could. <laughs> we could. I very rarely regret watching a movie. I like watching bad movies. They're fun to make fun of. I regretted watching the Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking first Mortal Kombat. Like, it's like... At least it's, that one's goofy you're and old. fun. Old. Well, that one's bad, bad, bad. The first one's like it's like it's it's like it's bad, but it's like you know what? I I can get drunk and enjoy it. It's like an MST3K movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Look, we're in Minnesota. We got to mention if we're talking about bad movies. Uh, just off the Mortal Kombat thing, has anyone seen the new trailer for the new Mortal Kombat game? I have not. Yeah. Mortal Kombat One. Yeah. It's like a it's like a prequel. It's like they're going one Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like a, a prequel. So, uh, Liu Kang is now the fire lightning god, or fire god. He's not... Yep, and uh, basically, this is his new universe. So that's why it's called Mortal Kombat 1. Oh, they reset the timeline. Yep. I don't agree with it, but yeah, it is what it is. This is like the fourth time they've done it in the franchise. I, I'm, for, I'm for the reset. I'm not for the title. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, how many times have they made uh, Raiden young again? A few, more than once. Yeah. This is the third time that I know of. If I had a nickel for every time they made Raiden young, I'd have three nickels. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that it you would have three you'd have fifty cents. You yeah. maybe get a candy at a store in like ten years. No, twenty years ago. In this economy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. A pleasure talking to you, Lars. Yeah. Yeah. Nice you, sir. Of course. Good luck, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, maybe I'll get best general. Yeah. Hey. Good luck. Alright. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, in case y'all wondering why I said holy shit, looking at the screen here. I'm not recording, man. Oh. Nice. <laughs> why does it say this? Oh, that's just this. Alright. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, 15 minutes? Do you say no? I don't, actually. Sorry. No, you're good. I don't email by 15 minutes. I don't email by the energy for all this. I have a question for you, though. Would you be opposed if we go into the grab party? And I'm not going to stay more than 30 minutes, if not 15. You know everyone there. <laughs> you can say no. He's looking for a quick yes and a really long no. <laughs> Okay. No, you're good. I don't blame you. My sister might be there. Actually, I feel like you two would be fine. I think it's just Derek who you want to deal with. That's her husband. Yeah. We also work with him. Oh! That's one. And everything in between that. <laughs> I don't think they do. Alright. Oh.